Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Call him when you need him. Nothing. No other name. Oh, my goodness. There's no other name like Jesus. It is the only name that when you call him, he will never ignore you. That's the name of Jesus. Powerful name of Jesus. And his is the name that we're going to talk about tonight. This is your sister Pearl, and I am so honored and blessed of the Lord to be able to be with you yet another time in no other name but the most powerful, magnificent name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I bless you in the name. I come to you in that name, the name of Jesus. Amen. The name of Jesus, powerful, delivering, of Jesus. We've been teaching for the last several weeks on how the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty, mighty in God through the pulling down of strongholds. And so I welcome everyone that's listening from wherever you happen to be listening in more than 90 nations around the globe that Reaching Out Radio International has been privileged and blessed of God to come into your homes, into your lives, into your cars, into your offices, uh, wherever, into the, some stores that have the ability to tune in to Reaching Out Radio International, wherever you happen to be listening whether it's listening at the same time that I am preaching the word of God or you might be listening on demand. But whenever you hear this message, I just want to bless you and know, let you know that you're very much loved of God, number one. You're very much loved by me as one of his servants on Reaching Out Radio International. And I'm so grateful that... Um, I have this privilege to come into your lives. No matter what situation that you're dealing with tonight, just know that God has a greater plan and he has a purpose for you. You're not listening by coincidence. God led you to listen to this broadcast. So I've been teaching on how the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, as I just shared with you, but they're mighty in God through the pulling down of strongholds. We've been studying how the Lord has given us specific weapons in this spiritual battle to defeat the enemy. Know right away that you have an enemy. I have an enemy, especially if you're a child of God. Because the people that belong to the devil, the people that are walking according uh, to the desire of the enemy, he's already got them. But for those of us that have come out of darkness and into the marvelous light, oh, my goodness, you have a real enemy, and it's called, he's called Satan. So far, we've examined three different weapons that are in the arsenal that God has given us to fight back. 
and to gain not only fight back, but to get the victory over satanic um, strategy of the enemy. The first one that we talked about was praise. Oh, my goodness. Praise is a tremendous, powerful weapon the believer has to beat back the forces of darkness. If you have not heard that message, please go back into Reaching Out Radio's International's list and, and make sure that you hear that word that I brought about how praise is a tremendous weapon against the enemy. The next one that I spoke about was the word of God, God's word. God's word is so powerful that even Jesus, being God incarnate, being the living word, he could have spoken anything, but he went back and taught us. By example, he let us. When even he was being tempted to combat him, did he just speak something that was not in the word of God? No, he actually quoted from his word. And so the word of God is a tremendous weapon that you and I have at our disposal to use. The third weapon that I spoke about, I actually took two Sunday nights, broke it down because it was so, I felt it was so necessary that we would spend two, two hours and two different sessions and talking about prayer prayer being a mighty, mighty, mighty weapon in the arsenal of the believer. Tonight, we will hear how the wonderful name of Jesus is another powerful weapon, oh my goodness, in the believer's arsenal against the attacks and the arrows our foe tries to hit us with. If you want to learn how the children of God can use the name of Jesus as a weapon, then please, Listen carefully to tonight's message. Invite your, I'm going to be praying right after I read the scripture, but you can take this time and this opportunity to invite your family, your friends, your neighbors, and everyone who needs to hear a word to strengthen and help them grow in their walk with the Lord. And here goes the word that I'm going to base this message on tonight. And the message for tonight is so powerful, so powerful. It's the name of Jesus. That's how we come, in the name of Jesus. Amen? And so won't you pray with me? Uh, if you can bow your heads, feel free to do so. If not, that's okay. Uh, if, even if you cannot close your eyes, be in an attitude of prayer as I pray about what we're going to speak about tonight, and the message is entitled, something about the name of Jesus, just like that tremendous song that I had played for us at the very beginning. There's something about the name of Jesus. So Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 says it like this. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name, listen to this, which is above every name. Jesus is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, chapter 2, 
verses 9 through 11. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come humbly to you in the name that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. You said that I can come and ask what I will. And if I ask in faith believing in the name of Jesus, it will be done for me. Pray according to your will. And I'm praying according to your will tonight. And I'm coming not in my own name. I'm not coming in my power. I'm not coming in my strength. I'm not coming in my flesh. But I am coming in the name that's above every name. The all-magnificent, the all-powerful, the all-marvelous name of Jesus. And I ask you, Lord God, to open up the understanding for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that's listening around this world, that's getting this radio broadcast from Reaching Out Radio International and listening to In the Word with Sister Pearl. Father, attune our ears to hear only from you. And let me speak only that which is pleasing in your sight. We know that your word is already anointed. It does not need for me to add anything to it, but you use, you've chosen to use men, to use women, uh, to expound and to share your word, to give as it was bread to those that are hungry, and to explain so that we might be able to understand what it is that you want to communicate to us. Thank you for giving us this precious word, the Holy Bible. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us preachers, for giving us teachers, for giving us apostles and prophets and pastors. Thank you, Lord God. Now, use every individual, and even if we don't have, and we're not walking in one of those fivefold gifts, but you give us your word. So, Lord God, help us to understand your word and help us to be blessed by your word and through your word so that we might know how to rightly appropriate, especially the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. Dispel distraction, hindrances, stumbling block, every and anything that the devil would try to use to get the people turned around so that they cannot hear the word of God tonight. We take authority over that in Jesus' name. And we speak clarity to everyone that's listening, to, to me that is being used as your mouthpiece and as your handmaiden tonight. Speak through me. Oh, Holy Spirit, use me to be the catalyst to make what you've given me understood so that we may use your word your name, prayer, praise, and the name of Jesus as mighty weapon to bring down everything that would exalt itself against your knowledge, against the knowledge of you. Bless this time. Bless the people and bless your handmaiden. Make us all blessings to honor and glorify your name, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. So I hope that you've had an opportunity 
to invite your loved ones, your neighbors, your friends, your family, as we're going to go straight into the word of God tonight. And let me just repeat uh, the word from Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, one more time. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that is at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Christ to the glory of God the Father. Now, you know the name of Jesus is not only highly exalted, but it's above every other name, period. There is no name that you can mention that is even equal to the name of Jesus. Nobody else. Other person, side of God, has a higher name or even has an equal name to the name of the Yeshua HaMashiach. That I'm saying in Hebrew. Yeshua HaMashiach, that's Jesus. There's no name like his name. And there's certainly no other name above. There's no name equal to his name. And there's no name above his name. And at the name of the Yeshua HaMashiach, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. What language or hear his name, every other name, the name of Jesus, lesser than the name of Jesus, and I don't mean that if your mother named you Jesus, if you are in a a, a, a nation where they, they name their sons Jesus, I'm not talking about that Jesus, I'm talking about the only true and living God, true Hamashiach. Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus, talking about this Jesus, who is Yahweh, Yah, the name of Jesus. So, the name is equal to his. The name of Jesus is extremely powerful, and it's an extremely great, powerful weapon in the believer's arsenal. So, when you need to use the name of Jesus, remember, use his name. the name of a saint that somebody, some denomination has made a saint? Because the Bible tells us that all of us that follow God are saints. But some denominations, specifically one big one, they chose to exalt one person over another, atomize them, and name them to be a saint. That's not scriptural, just to let you know. And then some people pray to that person that they've canonized. The Bible doesn't tell us to pray. Any other person, God. Jesus is God. He doesn't tell us to pray in somebody else's name. He tells us to pray in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is highly exalted over every other name. And it cannot be used lightly can it be used as some form of magical word or title? The name of Jesus is holy. A person who dares to use the name of Jesus must do so in either of two ways. Either we use the name of Jesus to repent of sin, personal brokenness and contrition, 
meaning that we're to the Lord Jesus, we're genuinely remorseful and regretful. broken and to be contrite that we're genuinely and regretful. Not that we're merely sorry that we got caught. We are regretful, clearly regretful that we have grieved the heart of God and sinned against God. Now, in that case, you can call on the name of Jesus. Even in your sin, because you're crying out to him and asking him to forgive you, that you're so sorry, then you have every right call in the name of Jesus, and he will listen to you. He will hear you if you are genuinely repentant. And then the other way that we can call in the name of Jesus is that we know that we have a right relationship but that we have a right relationship as a child of God, knowing that he has blessed us as a son or a daughter with the right to use his name because we understand that we are rightful heirs to, his, to, to him and, and we can use his name as a child of God. And I can get this from Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Let me read it for you. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Now, I'm not going to go in depth about the latter part of this verse tonight, the part that says that fellow heirs with Christ, indeed, we suffer with him so that we might also be glorified with him. We can go into that in another teaching. But I want to talk about the inheritance part tonight. As heirs with Christ, we inherit everything that comes along with sonship. And that's for women too. As well as that which will challenge our flesh. Let me repeat this again. As heirs with Christ, according to Romans 8.17, we inherit Everything comes along with sonship. That which is comfortable, as well as things that will challenge our flesh and is very uncomfortable to our flesh. However, we must always be mindful of the fact that even in the hardest of circumstances, we have the name of Jesus our strong power. Oh, my goodness. So you mean, Sister Pearl, that even when I am going through, the name of Jesus is my strong power. You better believe it. And how do I know this? Because Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, tells me so. Here is what it says. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run. Even though I will inherit that which is comfortable with Christ, as well I will inherit 
everything that comes along with sonship and some of that that comes along with sonship that are not comfortable. But that's okay. Because when I'm involved in that which is not comfortable to my flesh, I remember that as a son of God, as a daughter of the Most High God, as a child of God, the name of the Lord, see the name that we're talking about, there's something about the name Jesus. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, those that are walking upright, those that are in right relationship with God, into the name of God. When I run into the name of Jesus, I'm safe. Then we see that this promise comes with a condition. What does Proverbs 18:10 says? Part says, the righteous run into it and are safe. You cannot be living in a way that's not pleasing to God. Living in a way no, you don't have a good relationship with God. Live for yourself. You've lived according to what you want and how you want to live. You cannot claim Proverbs 18.10. I cannot claim Proverbs 18.10 if I'm not in a right relationship with God. First, I need to repent. Turn from sin. Turn from wickedness. Turn from evil, turn from doing my own thing, and then get in a right relationship with God. I have to confess my sins before God. Then I can claim the benefits that come with Proverbs 18.10. Remember, this is a scripture promise with conditions. Who and what kind of an individual is depicted as the person who is able or eligible to experience his name, the name of Jesus, as a strong tower? It's a man or woman who is in right relationship with God. Now let me read from Romans chapter 3, verses 21 through 26. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. But it is the righteousness of God. How can you and I become righteous? Uh, how can we claim that we can run into the name of Jesus and be what Proverbs 18.10, the latter part says, that the righteous run into it and are safe? How can I, how can I claim one of the righteous? Is it only because of my good works? And so the Bible tells us in Romans 3, 21 through 26, but now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. But it is the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned. You have sinned. I have sinned. We've all sinned. Jesus, God, and fallen short of the glory of God. But yet still we are justified. 
gift by his grace through the redemption, which is in Christ Jesus. So I'm not righteous because of my good works. God forbid. I would, if that were the case, I would never be righteous. You would never be righteous. We're made righteous. We're justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption. Jesus paid the price. Paying for my penalty of sin, which God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in God's merciful restraint, he let the sins previously committed go unpunished for the demonstration that is of his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. What does that mean, Sister Pearl? It means if I put my faith in Christ, he is the one who justifies me. And I'm only made righteous because of what Jesus has done for me on the cross. I will never be righteous or fulfill righteousness because of what I do. Please understand that. I am made righteous as I have confessed my sins and trust Jesus to be my justifier, to be the one who makes me righteous. It's not me making myself righteous. Also in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, but it is due to him that you are in Christ Jesus. I could not put myself in Christ Jesus. You cannot put yourself in Christ Jesus. It is due to him. Do you see why I love him so much? Do you see why the people of God that understand this love him so much? It is due to him are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, and in righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So he's the one who redeemed us. He's the one who sanctifies us. He's the one who set us apart. That's what sanctification is called. That's the definition of sanctification, set apart. He redeemed us through his blood, shed for us on Calvary's cross. Then he set us apart so that we would not belong to the world, but now we're belonging to Jesus. Talking about being in, the, you know, we belonging to the kingdom of God. Belong to the kingdom of darkness any longer. We've been set apart for his kingdom. And then he said, and righteousness. All of this is due experience and benefit, all of these benefits, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Let me read it one last time. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But it is due, it is because of him. You and I are in Christ Jesus. Who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Every and any good that we have comes from God. It is not 
neither are capabilities. Because we're worthy. He made us worthy because of the blood of Jesus. I will never be worthy. Never be deserving. I will never be good enough to deserve the benefits that he bestowed upon me. You will never be either. Receive his righteousness by faith in him alone and what he has done for us. So this humbles us. There is no pomp. There is no piousness that you know on, in our flesh. Because we understand that we did not merit in our own flesh, in our own we have done, we would never deserve. And then Acts chapter 4, verse 12, says it like this. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven. Listen to this. Listen to this people that pray to other people in addition to Jesus. Listen well. Not make up the word of God. What some early fathers have introduced and added to God's word. That is heresy. I love you. God loves you. But please do not add to the word of God. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says it even in your own Bible. There is salvation in no one. Nobody can save you but Jesus. You can call on another name all night long, save you. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind by which we must be saved. What part of that do we not understand? There is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind by which we must be saved. And in the first part of 4.12, Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, and there is salvation in no one else. When we read the scripture in Acts, there is a dual meaning. We cannot be saved from sin, from the name and redemptive work of Christ in our lives. That's the first part of the meaning of Acts 4.12. But we also are saved from much of what the enemy had intended for us. And you and I have no idea of the many times that we are saved by the power of trusting fully in his name. Now, I know of certain times that I was saved miraculously. Thank you, Jesus. By the name of Jesus. You know, whenever I get into my car and I turn on the ignition and I feel the power of God, even as I speak tonight, even as I speak to you on this radio broadcast of Reaching Out Radio and on this program in the Word with Sister Pearl, I feel and I sense the power of God. 
when I think, every time I turn on the ignition to the car that I drive, whether it's my own car or sometimes when I go on an extended trip and I rent a car, I drive that name not in the name of Pearl. I drive that car not in my own ability, not in my years of experience behind the wheel, and I have years of experience behind the wheel. But I don't depend on my personal experience behind the wheel. I never know what I'm going to meet that day or that hour or that time. Always a new experience. But I drive that car in the name of Jesus. And I don't say it as a mere formula. But I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I go. And if it's my daughter with me, we go. Or if it's other people in addition to my daughter, because I'm not depending on my ability. I'm, I'm, I'm driving that car in the name of Jesus because I have no idea of what I'm about to encounter. I am saved by the power of fully trusting in the name of Jesus. I don't dare drive that car in any other name. God forbid I drive it in the name of, of Pearl. You know, I don't even, I, I know of times when I've been asleep, I could just sense the angels of the Lord waking me up just in the nick of time that I don't drive, hit something, hit people, hit another car. Sometimes we drive and God has blessed me with peripheral vision. So while I'm driving, I'm also seeing what's to my right and what's to my left. But sometimes I cannot. But I'm driving trusting that Jesus, is really directing me. No wonder Jesus said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who does anything in the name of Jesus. Many times I tell you, Jesus has saved me. Few times I'm aware of it, Majority of the times, I have no idea of what Jesus just has saved me from. Then as true believers, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, the master himself promised us that whatever we ask in his name, wow, and it is in accordance with his will. We're talking about there's something about the name of Jesus. The Bible says he will do it. His name, and what I'm asking is in accordance with his will for my life, he's going to do it. The name of Jesus is extremely powerful when the true child of God calls on his great name. I remember this past December when my daughter and I, we were pedestrians crossing the street involved in an accident. I ended up pinned under the wheels of a van, size van. You can be sure that I was calling underneath the tires of that man's van. I was calling on the name of Jesus. Jesus miraculously heard, heard my prayer. 
John chapter 14, and I'm walking by the grace of God. I'm walking by the glory of God. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. John chapter 14 and verse 13. Let me read it again. Whatever you ask in my name, the qualifying part is in accordance with my will, I will do. That the Father may be glorified. Then the Lord gives every one of us, whether we're currently walking with the Lord, know him intimately, or even if we're even far from him, yet in sincerity, we wish to draw near to him when we truly wish to turn. Keep it real. We want to turn from our wicked ways, and we want to come close to the Lord. The Bible says he draws each and every one of us, irrespective of our current condition, promising us this in Romans chapter 10, verses 11, 13. The scripture tells us, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. But the same Lord is Lord of all. In riches for all, listen now, for all who call on him. Everyone. Sinner and saint alike. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. My goodness. Imagine that just for a moment, if you will, whoever you are listening to me around the world tonight, whether you're listening from a nation, any nation that can, can receive Reaching Out Radio International, if you're in any nation within Africa, if you're in one of the Asian nations, be China, whether it be Vietnam, whether it be Cambodia, whether it be Taiwan, whether it be in the Southeast Asian islands, whether you be in one of the many Philippine islands, whether you be listening from might be listening from one of the many European nations. France, Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, Norway, Portugal, Spain, wherever, wherever. You can go on and on. If you're listening from one of the Oceania, if you're listening from North America, South America, wherever you happen to be listening from your part of the everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Can you just think about that for a moment? Once again, it is the whosoever will. Everyone who calls on his name. Now, this is the, this is the, this is the little caveat right here. In sincerity of heart. Not mocking him. Jeering him. Not using his name as a curse word. Saving his name. But everyone who calls on his name in sincerity of heart whether you be a murderer, 
does not make a difference. If you call on him and you ask him in sincerity, forgiven, you will be saved. Saved from what, you may ask. Saved from eternal hell and damnation. Saved from being separated from God forever. Even if the Lord this, he's not just saving you from eternal hell and damnation. He's not just saving you from being eternally separated from God, but even in this life right now, for however long you have remaining on the earth, whether it be a day or whether it be years and, or whether it be decades, you're saved from the life the devil would love for you to remain in. You're here on the earth. And what, what is that, Sister Pearl? Well, God wants to save you from shame, regret, sickness, depression, constant assault. Fear, heartache, loneliness, torment, addiction, whether it be a physical addiction, a mental addiction, a sexual addiction. Satan loves to deceive and keep you from your God-given identity. And when you call on the name of Jesus, God will deliver you from being confused. Satan will have you confused about your even Identity as a man or as a woman. Come on. It's the master identity theft. Thief, I can say. He is literally using a lot of the agenda of this current age that you and I live in. Using wicked people to confuse young innocent children of their God-given identities so that they would miss God has purposed for their life. The devil would like to kill, to steal, destroy their destiny. The human being does not know what they are. I don't know if I'm a man. I don't know if I'm a woman. Am I a boy? Am I a girl? That comes from the pit of hell. God does not confuse people about the identity he's given them, the gender he's given them. But when a human being does not know what they are, they're totally lost and can never be in a position to, to fulfill the predetermined future that God planned for their lives. Their future families are snatched from them. Their future identities snatched from them. So when we call on the name of Jesus, Jesus saves us from the life the devil would love for us to remain in on earth. Call on the name of Jesus, loved one, so that God can deliver you. Want me to repeat that? God wants to deliver you from shame regret, sickness, sickness of your mind, sickness of your body, sickness of your emotions, depression. God wants to deliver you. God wants to save you from that. Constantly being assaulted in your home can assault people not only physically but emotionally and mentally by words that they say, curses that they speak over their lives. It's evil. It's wickedness. God wants to deliver you from that, from, from, from fear, from always being fearful, from your heart being broken. 
tormented from you being addicted to drugs, pornography, sexual addictions. God wants to deliver you from that. Call on the name of Jesus. Call on his name. He will set you free. Luke chapter 10, verse 17, says it like this. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. The name of Jesus causes the enemy to tremble. Just at the sound of his name, when spoken or uttered by one who, whom the Lord allows. Now, the person crying out to God in brokenness and sincerity. That's what we, we, we hear the name of Jesus causes the enemy to tremble. We find that in Psalm 145, verse 18. We need to cry out to God in brokenness and in sincerity. And then again, God will hear you cry out in that condition. And God will also hear the person who has a right relationship with God. Not just anyone simply trying to use Christ's name as some sort of a magic phrase. There has to be relationship a genuine desire to repent. No Christ. But for those that, 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 there's some people that try to wickedly use the name of Jesus, thinking it's some kind of magic potion. That happened in the, in, in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 to 17. Let me read it for you real fast. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise, we exercise you by the name whom Paul preaches. These were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit, listen to this, answered and said, look, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them. He leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of Jesus was magnified. See, you cannot use the name of Jesus to deliver people from a demonic spirit or spirits, and you're not in right relationship with Jesus. Because then the devil will come and say, well, wait, Jesus, but who are you? When, you? when you walk with God, you can use the name of Jesus, and it's powerful. Demons will tremble. Also, many times, have you ever been sleeping and you know you're being attacked? or you're being tormented, or you're being harassed in your sleep, and you feel like some kind of demonic presence has come into your room and trying to choke you or trying to keep you from talking? As a child of God, let me tell you, have no fear, but begin to breathe the name Jesus. Just utter his name even in your mind, and then begin to try to speak the name of Jesus from your lips. And God's going to help you. I remember one time when we were in Hong Kong, and a friend of mine from Malaysia came and visited 
actually, no, I'm sorry, she was coming from New Zealand. She came and visited with her children. And we had walked into the village, and there was a rabid dog. He was chained, but on very, very loose. If that dog really wanted to break loose, I'm telling you, he could have broke loose very quickly. And one of that was visiting from New Zealand, one of her young children went ahead of us and went too close to the dog. We knew the dog began to bark, and the dog began to just, you know, you, you know it was not a happy thing. The dog wanted to, to break loose from that rope that was very loosely tied. The mother was in fear, felt terrible, and I, I immediately I heard myself saying, Jesus, Jesus. When I said Jesus, because the mother couldn't even, she couldn't even say Jesus. There was just fear gripped her. But God gave me the strength to quickly say Jesus. And the minute I said Jesus, that dog backed down. He could have snapped that rope in a second. We both knew that. And the little child that went ahead was innocent to that dog. But God, in his mercy, used his name. As I spoke the name clearly, it was like something immediately gave that dog command, stand down. Stop barking. Do not come any further. And that's exactly what the dog did, did not come any further. The power of his name totally froze that rabid dog. In closing, man that needed to be healed in Acts chapter 3, verse 6. And Peter said, I have no silver or gold. It was a beggar man, actually, that was begging for money. But Peter laid eyes on him and saw that he needed more than money. He needed to be healed. And so Peter The apostle said, I have no silver and gold, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And immediately, that man was able to rise and walk. And then in Acts chapter 4, verse 30, it says, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, men and women. His is the only name that when you call on his name, he will never let you down. He will never fail you. He will never forsake you. Just do not call on him to mock him or to use his name as a curse. Call his name in sincerity if you really are repentant. Even in your unrepentant state, God will stop and hear you. If you want him to forgive you, he will stop everything to hear your cry and answer you. And if you're already a believer, use the name of Jesus. Use the powerful, precious name of Jesus. He wants you to use his name. He wants you to call 
on his name. There is no other name given. No other name that's highly exalted like his name. There's no other name as powerful as his name. As an heir, your heirs with Christ. If you belong to Jesus, you can use his name. His name will set you free every time. And as you use his name to help others, they will be set free for the glory of Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray for every individual that has been listening to this broadcast tonight. If they don't yet know you, as personal Lord and Savior, God, save them. Let them cry out to you in true repentance. Call on the name of Jesus, and he will save you tonight. And for those, Lord God, that know you and that have not been appropriating your name like they should, so many times we, we are blessed with things and we don't know about it. But God, every man and woman of God to know the power that has been released to them on the name of Jesus in sincerity and in truth. Bless your people and make them phenomenal blessings, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please listen to Radio International, and I invite you to listen to the In the Word with Sister Pearl broadcast next Sunday night as we continue to share the mighty weapons that God has given us through warfare. Battles over the enemy in the name of Jesus. The pearl loves you so very much, but there is one who loves you so much more, and that's Jesus. God bless you until next Sunday night, and be blessed. Be a blessing. Amen.